Are you a motherless daughter? What if we told you we have 20 years worth of truth treasures, pearls of wisdom, and diamonds of hope to help you with your mother loss? We do, and we share all things mother loss on Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, a podcast by the Motherless Daughters Ministry. Give yourself some self-care and listen as we discuss grief, regret, anger, redemption, closure, and so much more. Hello, I'm Gladys Bell, your host for today. In this episode, Voices of Volunteers, we begin to share the first of a series highlighting the work of our Motherless Daughters Ministry volunteers. Our ministry is blessed to have an active team of volunteers, and we want to share their stories. First, it is our privilege to start with none other than the founder, executive director, and board chair for the Motherless Daughters Ministry, Mary Ellen Collins. Let's listen to hear more of Mary Ellen's story and some of the work she does with our ministry. Well, thank you, Mary Ellen, for joining us today. As we've been doing this series and talking to different volunteers with the organization, we're just really interested to hear your story and a little bit about what led you to start this ministry and just so important to so many women. So we'd love to hear that story. Well, I gave some of this, if you go back and listen to the podcast on when we began the ministry, I had lots of information in there. I will summarize some of that because what's really important to know that I didn't want to do it. God says, this is what I want you to do. And I argued with God. Well, you see how far that's gone. 23 years later, I'm doing this. The biggest thing is I lost my mother when I was 15 and there was nobody there, no resources and nobody there to help me. And it was 35 years later before I really started grieving her loss. So I think there's a important message there that really you're never too old and it's never too late to start that grieving process. So that was what 35 years later, and I had had a very serious illness and was really, couldn't, I was emotionally where I was really having some really devastating problems. And in that was when God really spoke to me and said, we need to do this. You need to start this ministry. And I said, "Mm, I don't know how. (laughs) And he said, you don't have to, I do. Yeah. So it's, it's been a journey. I was scared to death to do it. But what I found is that fear is normal. But fear cannot paralyze you from moving forward. But fear is false evidence appearing real, or it means you can face everything and run, or you can rise up in all of this. So it's really important to know, don't ever let the fear stop you, because I was scared to death. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I had a calling, and the initial calling obviously was to help me. I had gone to a counselor because of the illness that I was trying to get over. And in that counseling, we figured out that my core loss was mother loss. And I had lost my mother when I was 15, and that was when I was 50. And I had never grieved for the loss of my mother. It was not okay to grieve. And nobody supported that grief. So I was a 15-year-old trying to navigate life and trying to figure out what I need to do and stuffing the grief, stuffing the grief. I think that's so important to point out that 
you know, you had that hesitation, that fear, but you kept going because when God calls us to do something, he's going to equip us with what we need. And it may seem overwhelming, but we know and can trust that he's going to help us through that. Well, and I kept saying to him, I don't think I'm interested. And he said, but this is what I want you to do. I said, no, maybe you didn't hear me right. I'm not interested. We don't talk that way to God. I'm surprised I wasn't struck by lightning and singe. But the thing is, he pursued me because he knew that I needed to use my pain to help others. Through the process and through all the women that you've worked with and all the things that you've done, are there certain things that you can see that God's really given you? You've given tools to so many women, but what are some of the things that maybe stick out to you that you've found out about yourself or that God's given you? Well, it's a growth. It's always a growth. Mother loss is never one and done. You never get over it. You get through it, and you learn how to manage it. And I think that every woman who comes into my life that crosses my path because of mother loss and the motherless daughter's ministry gives me something. You know, my job and my role and my passion is to help them, but I get something too. You know, it just makes your heart sing when you can help somebody else. And I'll tell you, right, uh, we have a journey retreat every year, and it makes my heart sing to see the faces of the women when they come in and when they leave, they're different people. They look different. Those that have, they're wearing their stress, look relieved. Those that didn't know God, that have an experience with God, they, they're changed. They're changed. And that is what it's all about, to make a difference in everyone else's life. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in the process of helping others and also helping yourself work through your grief, it's probably challenging at times as well. Um, Talking with people who have gone through loss requires you to revisit things from your past, which I'm sure can Mm -hmm. be exhausting. It would be easier at times just to kind of put that in a box and not have to deal with it. So are there challenges you found with this ministry? Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little story because the thing that happens that when you are uh, want to make a difference in others' lives, you look at things and you want to see that you're making a difference. Well, <laughs> that's not always the case. I had a woman who was in a course I was doing, and I really thought she was warm in the seat because you could see nothing any different, nothing that was um, important. It just, it just seemed like she was biding her time. In fact, many times she'd almost sleep through the course, and I thought, man, she's just warm in the seat. And I had a come to Jesus meeting, called by Jesus, <laughs> that he said, I don't think I put you in charge of the healing. Now go do what I've equipped you to do. Empower them, talk with them, help them, and I'll take care of the healing. And I thought, well, I guess I just got told. <laughs> but the thing is, two years later, I saw the same woman, and she said to me, that was the best program I have ever been to. My life was changed. Wow. So, as I had my tears, the big thing is you don't know, and it's not your job to know. 
It's not you. It's like God told me, you you take care of what I've equipped you to do. Now go do it. And if you can do that, I'll take care of the rest. Sometimes you'll see it. Sometimes you won't see it. Right. Uh, I mean, it's glorious. It is so encouraging and, uh, that when you see the healing and you see the things happen. But that doesn't always happen. Right. And it's always a reminder that really we're not in charge. Yeah, I think there can be some comfort in that and knowing that ultimately it's in God's hands and it's not on us. But it can be hard when you're putting your energy and heart and soul and want to see, you know, yeah. someone You want to see the efforts and you want to see the rewards and the returns of all the efforts that you've done. And sometimes that didn't happen. And then there's other times, oh, wow, you just stand back and you go, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I am so blessed I am so blessed. It's a gift from God when you're able to see that difference. But sometimes you'll you'll never know what impact. But that's the key. The reason for doing this is not for me to know. It's for others that they have a difference in their life. Because I'll know sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And you never know how many generations that's impacting. It's helping their children. Listen, I've had husbands call me and... Tell me, I am so grateful for you. You've made a difference in my wife and in our marriage and our lives. I don't know what I would have done without you. I've talked to husbands, and they said, I can't do anything. I said, it's not your job to do anything. It's your job to love her and listen to her, because you can't fix it, which which a lot of husbands want to try and do. Yes. That's such a good point. And like you said, some of them reach out, some of them may not. And you never know marriages that have been saved, children who have a mother who is able to give more to them now, just mm-hmm. generations that mm-hmm. can be impacted. Yes, it is. It's a generational impact. I had a real blessing from one of the women who are as a facilitator in ministry, and she's really crafty. She's really uh, beautiful, beautiful things that she makes. And she made me a picture one time. I wish I had it memorized, but basically she told me, you have no idea how many people you impact, because it's not just one person, it is who all is in relationship with that one person. So it's it's very powerful. It's very humbling. Yes. We're going to take a 30 second break. We'll be right back. You have a powerful story to tell. And I want you to know your story will resonate with so many in our listening community. Podcasts provide us with opportunities to connect with others, fostering a sense of personal connection through the power and intimacy of one's voice. They can provide an escape, a touch point with the world outside, and a sense of community, and not just for the listeners. If you would like to be featured as a nurturing voice of experience in one of our upcoming podcasts, please let us know. Visit MotherlessDaughtersMinistry.com today. So as you're thinking about the women that are are listening, and maybe some of them are thinking about wanting to get involved, what is something you might want to say to them? Maybe they want to find a way to get to volunteer to get involved, but they're just not sure if they have the right tools or they have the time. What would you say to them? Well, the first thing is I would say that your passion, that's the most important thing. 
The next thing is there'll always be a way for you to volunteer and help. And, you know, you always list things out, but those things are a list to get as a jumping off point because there's so many ways to touch others and help others. I mean, from the smallest thing to the very largest thing, and I, I don't mean small versus large as far as in the job scope, um, short term. And I mean, volunteering always has to fit into your life. It can't be an add-on. It has to be something that you can be part of your life. So if you work at three o'clock in the morning and that's your best time, then you need you want to volunteer. That's not a, a role that you would want to say, I need to volunteer with somebody who is only available during the daytime. It needs to fit your lifestyle. If you're a person that just wants to do project work, that's wonderful. There is always a way for you to make a difference. And I'm sure you've seen some of the women that maybe have gone through a class and then become a volunteer, and you've gotten to see their journey continue and their healing oh, continue. Yeah. There, there's no question about it. There's, if you think about participant and then the leaders or facilitators, that you as a participant, you get maybe you, know, you get something out of whatever program. But when you're on the other side, the blessings are phenomenal. This is the way for you to continue your healing is by helping others, by blessing others. That's, that's where you just get blown out of the water with the blessings that you did not know you were going to get. And that's an important point because you can take a class and you can get good tools and good information, but it's a journey. It's not a mm -hmm. one-time you go to a class and then, oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. It's a mm -hmm. process. I think that the other things about volunteering that are important is that uh, we have a philosophy that you never let a volunteer fly by the seat of their pants. And you never waste a volunteer's time. So that means that we will equip you to do the role that you want to do and that we will oh, never waste your time. I mean, it is an insult to volunteer and then somebody has a three-hour meeting that you only needed 15 minutes of. So that's the things that are, there are philosophies around volunteering, and there's always a role. There's always some way. There's always something. There's always something. Yeah, that's important. I think about the Bible verse where it talks about the, you know, the body of Christ, some hands, feet, mm -hmm. you know, you need all the different mm -hmm. parts working together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And because we're a virtual organization, and we've been virtual forever because we refuse to pay rent. We'd rather put the money into serving our, um, the women who come to us. Because we're virtual, you can be anywhere and do this work. There are some things that have to be on site, but most of them can be done virtually. And that's important because we have people listening from all over, so it's important yeah. to know that yeah. they can be involved in whatever way. Yeah, absolutely. This is an awesome ministry. It's life-changing. So if you want to make a difference in someone's life, we can help you. I think that's great and something great for everyone to hear. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, a podcast by the Motherless Daughters Ministry. We'll see you next time.